Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 285. I'm Dave Roberts. With my, my partner in this endeavor, the representative emeritus from down near Americus. I know you're not, but <laughs> close Ken enough. Pullen. Yeah, close to it than I am. <laughs> Hour and a half away. Just straight down 19. Well, hell, I did I did a little over two hours each way uh, last week because you know, my parents have a, have a camper on Lake Logan Martin, and one of the windows was shattered. So at least someone told them. Yeah, that's a good thing. I had no, no one broke into it, but it's a nice little four-hour ride. Yes, yeah, straight out at 24, you're right. Yeah, well... It's half hour off of twenty, and I'm a half hour off of twenty. Yep. So the time on twenty is only, is only an hour. That's that's the that's, that's the easy road time. That's that's <laughs> yeah. You know, that's eighty three miles an hour. Stay away from super speeder. But before we get into the stories this week, we have big congratulations for founder and former host of the show Jessica Salaji. Yes, awesome news, Jessica. Congratulations. She went and baked a human all by her. Well, I won't <laughs> say all by herself. But she she wouldn't bake a human. I know, and the pictures are amazing. She's got online so far, and uh, it looks like her dogs are have a do- have just uh, welcomed the new baby into the household. So yeah, it's it's awesome for her. Yeah, yeah, and that was the podcast giving her giving her opinion. I see that your your cat always starts when we do the podcast. Yeah, she's she's upstairs in her room. Perfectly fine until she hears me on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Well, my dog is sound asleep, so Marley's good. She won't be barking or anything. Not that she well, you're would. Well, ba- you're a bachelor right now. Yes, I'm, a, I'm just at home with my dog. Everybody else is at school. Yeah, which means you're kind of happy. <laughs> yes, it's nice and quiet. Well, this week, uh, we have a crappy plane, worthless safes, plummeting pole numbers, Ghost of POTUS passed. Ghost of POTUS passed. Give a warning. It's not like I didn't write it. <laughs> the immigration situation in New York. Everyone gets a RICO charge. A busted badge bunny. Another bad storm. There goes another trillion. And it's Georgia's sixth up for grabs. So the we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's disgusting, but the <laughs> the... The video and and uh, um, and still shots came out of the of the Delta plane that had to turn around Atlanta to. Um, it was going to uh, Barcelona. Yeah, it was Barcelona, going to Barcelona. Spain. I knew it was going to Spain. Yeah, two so- hours in, someone <laughs> explodes. And I, look, someone explodes and walks all the way down the the aisle in a plane. It sounds like so they had diarrhea all down the aisle of this plane. They tried to sort of maintenance crew tried to clean the diarrhea up so the plane could keep going. And they described it as smelling of vanilla shit. <laughs> yeah, because they were because they were using scented cleaning products. <laughs> yes. So I Yeah, I have mean, said that about about the potpourri spray and stuff in the bathroom. Like, oh boy. Now oh it smells goodness. now it smells like poo and flowers. I just don't understand how this happened. I guess somebody gets on the plane, walks down the aisle, and has an accident and just continues to proceed. Now I'm not sure what you would do if that happened. I 
But good grief. Can you imagine being on that flying tube? And I can imagine being that person. That's a person <laughs> that, that probably has some medical issues. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking, too. Now, what happened is they, they turned around, they came back to Atlanta, uh, and then they were allowed to reboard after an eight-hour delay, including the person that suffered diarrhea. So this person, I don't know if it's a man or a male or female, but they had to, I mean, it had to be embarrassment, right? So all flows the plane, everybody gets off, eight-hour delay, and the person gets right back on the plane. And flew to Barcelona. I, I probably no would try to catch the next one. <laughs> yeah, I would have to. I don't know can what. I, can, I, can I get a room over over at the the the, the airport Hilton or something, and uh, <laughs> let me go clean myself up? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't. Want you, I mean, I don't want you to do that point. I mean, obviously you're in the international terminal, which is which is preferred right. for going to Sky Clubs because they have showers at them. Yeah, but, but where are you getting a new set of clothes? Do they just hop in a cab and, uh, or just, I guess they may have some in their bag, carry on bag, or maybe the that's crew right, that, that got has to be what is, is, <laughs> is, uh, they took, took everything they were wearing and bagged it up and threw it out. Oh, God. H- hopped, in, hopped in the shower at, at, at the sky. Uh, even if they're not members of the Sky Club. Oh, they probably let them in. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think this person did when they landed at Barcelona? Did they, I wonder if they told their uh, people they were visiting in Barcelona or uh, anything about this story. <laughs> they kind of just got off the plane and ran for the exit. <laughs> talk about the, we're talking about the runs. <laughs> oh, man, Sorry I, about that. When, when I first saw the, the story, I saw the flight path. And I, I just kind of saw it with one eye. I'm like, oh, they're in the air 20 minutes. I'm like, no, they're in the air two hours. Yes. And they were trying to clean it up, I guess, for quite a while. And then it just said, the scent is so bad, we've got to turn around. It's a hazard. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. Dude, I'd have wanted to come back, too. That's a long flight. That's a, what, nine-hour flight to Barcelona? So, uh, seven and a half, eight, I think. I guess the question is, would you rather continue the flight or come no. back off board for eight hours and be delayed for another eight hours and then go? That's that's a tough call. <laughs> I got. I got. I got to wonder what kind of issues the person had coming coming up to the flight. Yeah. Now so the, only, the only thing I can think is something came came on hard and strong. Oh God. And the, This this is this is right after takeoff. Because uh, again, they're there for two hours before they got back. So you figure at some point they were being told sit down, wait for the wait for the sign, wait for the sign, wait for the sign to go off, and the sign went off. And they hopped up and exploded. Yeah, just couldn't make it to the bathroom. I mean, this could be somebody with a colostomy. Um, <sighs> so it, it could be somebody with Crohn's. Yeah, it could be. So, so I mean, you just want to, you just want to say uh, it's, it's easy not to say just that, ate at a Mexican restaurant on the uh, international concourse and had some issues. You know, I've said something, something I've said about the Sky Clubs is they <laughs> shouldn't serve hummus. <laughs> like in, in the mornings, they'll have like vegetables and hummus and like boiled eggs. I'm like, you're getting in a metal tube. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, no eggs, especially boiled eggs. <laughs> so uh, remove the liberty from Liberty Safe. Oh, goodness. You came, you came across this one. Yeah. How about this story? So, Look, I'm kind of amazed at this point. Uh, so last week, the feds raided another house for one of the January 6th people that were involved in January 6th at the Capitol. His name was Nathan Hughes. He's from Fettville, Arkansas. 
So the feds come in, they raid his house. He's got a Liberty gun safe. I guess the guy wouldn't give the code to his gun safe to get in. The feds call Liberty and Liberty gives them the universal code to get into the safe so they could unlock it. Yeah, this the big is, news is, is that Liberty safes have a universal code. Yes. Yeah, and this story really went sort of viral with uh, the Hodge twins. I don't know if you know Keith and Kevin or watch any of their stuff, but they brought this out about a week ago, and and they you know they had some outrage over this to say why would a why would Liberty Safe be in bed with the federal government and just hand over this password to the customer safes at law enforcement's request, and so they're calling for a boycott of the brand. I'm not sure that's going to go that far. It's not like Liberty Safes are just flying off the shelves every single day. But, yeah, I was more interested in just why they would hand this over. Uh, well, they're known in the gun community for being for having quality safes. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this, this is not what you find at Costco. This is not the canon that a, a safe maker out of China just, just uh, leased the name to put the sticker on their things. Yep. Liberty Safes are actually very well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also why it's a good idea to have a mechanical lock. Yep. Is outside of getting getting a warrant for specifically for opening that safe and having a safe cracker come in, they're not getting they're not getting into a into a into a hand dial. Yep. You know, it's not it's not like you see you see on uh, the the Italian Job or on TV shows. And you stick stethoscope up to it, start hearing the tumbles. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Safe cracker comes out there and drills it, puts a scope down there, and pops it open. Yeah, so I don't like Liberty. Also, I thought it was so strange that we're still raiding people's homes that were involved in January 6th. I had no clue that two and a half years later, if you were in the Capitol, that the feds are just knocking doors down. I, they can't be looking for anything related to January 6th. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, what are they looking for at this point? I mean, this is two and a half years later, and we're... Uh, this there's would, no indication this guy has done anything since January, you know, except been in a capital. I got you, Rome going in a capital. Uh, but what's this guy done for two and a half years for the feds just to come in and raid his house? They're pulling strings, Ooh, and they want to make man. sure that nobody else talks up. Yeah, speaks up. You know, and again, this this comes off of last week. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but the the founder, I guess, or the Proud Boys, or the guy over to Proud Boys which I don't know anything about that organization, but he got 22 years for his part in January 6th. There's people that kill people in Georgia that don't get 22 years in prison. There's rapists out there that are not getting 22 years in prison. It's just amazing to me how weaponized the the Department of Justice justice, has become. You get the justice you can afford. Yep. If you're Ashland Griffin down down in Statesboro and you kill an abusive partner, Mm-hmm. And self-defense. Yep. You can catch you can catch a dime. Ten years. And and, and her, her life is essentially ruined. Yep. Uh, not to mention that the her their her 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 baby who's gonna grow up without a daddy or a mommy. I know. Uh but she got the justice she could afford. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if this is ever. I mean, is there like a list of people that they haven't gone after yet at January six? Are we still out there doing? Well, that's the thing about the feds. facial recognition. Yeah, they don't have to tell you. They just, they just show up one day with a warrant. Yep, and it's usually about five thirty a.m. in the morning before the, before your, uh, 
Why do they you're do out that? Of bed. I'm much likely to, to shoot you if you wake me up at 530 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> exactly. If you want to come to my house, I mean, look, come if, on, right during lunch. If, like if, if they want to cruise in, like go ahead and start warming up the Keurig and get a cup of coffee going, and, and then we can sit down and talk about the warrant spout, fine. But you can come bust at my door at 530. I, I remember Alien Gonzalez back in the 90s. They snatched him at like three. Yep. Three o'clock in the morning, he's petrified, being ripped away from the only family he he has left to be sent back to a to an oppressive regime because, you know, that's what Bill Clinton wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not the first time we've seen it weaponized. It's, it's no, but it's, it feels like it's a lot more we- we- weaponized up under Democrat presidents than Republican presidents. I just don't remember, and we talked about this earlier. I mean, Trump could have come into office. And locked Hillary Clinton up, but he said, I'm not going to prosecute Hillary Clinton. And I think he probably could have, if he wanted to, the media would have went crazy over it. But the Biden administration, it's just a clear, I mean, could anybody dispute they're not working with the Justice Department and then even local agencies like the, the Fulton County District Attorney to go after political people they don't, you know, they don't agree with. I, I don't know how anybody could admit they're not in bed with each other at this point. Oh yeah, and and we've got more bad news for for Biden right now. Uh, everything around him's on fire. <laughs> it is, but yeah, his job approval rating. So the story came out this week. His job approval rating stands at just thirty nine percent now. That's one of the lowest approval ratings for president. You know, in his first term, trying to get into a second term. Fifty eight percent of people say his policies have made the economic conditions in the U.S. worse. That's up eight points since last fall. Seventy uh, percent say things in the country are going badly. A persistent negativity, you know, that's kind of played him for his whole time in office. Uh, and this is what I found interesting. After you say all that stuff I just said, fifty-one percent say government should be doing more to solve the nation's problems. Who thinks right now that the government needs to do more stuff? So everybody thinks Biden's doing bad. But 51% of those people think the government should do more to solve problems. I mean, what problems have they actually solved, Dave, uh, and made it Ever? better? Uh, Nazism, the British, and a rebellion right in between the two. Mm-hmm. And all of those involved military force. Yeah, but you can't say anything back at home. I mean, you, you can't say health care is any better since Obamacare no. came in. It's a lot worse. It's, it's yeah. more expensive, it's harder to access, and it's worse. Yes, exactly. So I, I'm not no, that's, sure. That's because <clears throat> people don't understand. You, you have someone come up, and, and I know you got this as, as a rep too, will come up to you and say, taxes are out of control. And you say, I agree. Then they say, teachers need raises. <laughs> yeah, that happened quite often. What? what? We, need to pay, <laughs> we, we need to pay our cops, firefighters, teachers, and EMS better. Yep. What was the first thing you said? Taxes are out of control. Now, I understand to the defense, if someone actually took a red red pen to the budget, there's plenty of money in there to give to give re, give raises to teachers. Yes. I mean, yes. Hell, what, what the federal government spends on, on, a, on a single toilet would probably pay a teacher's salary for two years. Yep. Yeah, so a couple other, a couple other interesting stats from the news that came out this week or this uh, poll that came out. 
Uh, fewer than half of Americans say that Biden cares about them. 33% described him as someone they're proud to have as president. Uh, 28% people say Biden inspires confidence in them. Uh, three quarters of Americans say that they're seriously concerned that Biden's age might negatively affect his current level of physical or mental competence. Like, yeah, everybody, that's on full display every time the guy gets up in front of people and talks. Well, he's he's um, 80. Yes, but he's 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 he's, he's an old. But he's 80. an old eighty. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's look. It, there are plenty of people who, when they, when they were eighty years old, were plenty sh- plenty plenty sharp and could, physically it may have been the job is very physically demanding. It is. I mean, not necessarily for him, but you know, you're you're up four thirty getting getting your getting your uh, yeah, briefings, briefings for the stuff. day. Yep. Uh, you're constantly jet, jet lagged. You, you leave when it's the sun's up somewhere. You arrive when the sun's up somewhere. Uh, it, it's physically demanding, and I think at eighty, it would be it, it would start, it would wear on you. But but mentally, there are plenty of eighty year olds that are that are sharp as tacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but, Trump's seventy eight. I would seventy seven or seventy eight. I would say Trump's uh, leagues ahead of Biden in mental capabilities. I, I think Trump is a if he won again and was president, I think he would be a a lot younger eighty than Biden currently is. Yeah, and that's eating like crap. <laughs> yes, yeah, eating cheeseburger, but but Trump does not drink. Uh, he that's did. one thing, right? No alcohol, which probably helps. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure it does. I mean, I don't know why you want to remember everything, but <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm sure it does. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. Uh, he actually he actually lost twenty or thirty pounds since he lost since he left office. Yep. And then the final it's, thing on this is sixty seven percent of people of, of Democrats in this poll think the party should nominate someone other than Biden, which is which is truly amazing, right? So sixty seven percent of Democrats right now are not happy with Biden and wish the party would put another person in. Now that other person is not Kamala Harris. I don't think anybody likes her, and I don't know if you saw it this week, Dave, but she said she was ready to go if something happened to Biden, which came off kind of strange. If, you know? <laughs> even her answer was nonsensical. <laughs> it was. I think she said something like, she didn't cackle, which, which to, is, her, to her thing. Yep. Is, but she said, every vice president, every vice president, every vice president, when you take that oath, you know. What? what? There, there, was no, there was no period in that sentence. No. There, there was no subject verb in that sentence anywhere it just it just it was nonsensical because uh and something that the gutfeld show does pretty well is is they rerun whatever she says with bongos behind it like a, like a like a a uh a beat not comic but beat poet yep because she's just odd pauses yeah it's she's really unlikable no nobody likes her I'm, I'm surprised i guess biden's got to keep her on the ticket at this point but it seems like Democrat, if 67% of people don't want Democrat and they don't feel well about Biden at this point and probably don't think he's going to serve another four years if elected, it seems like they would want someone else on the ticket because she is not likable at all. Now, I, honestly, I think she's dangerous. You know, I, I think Biden has weaponized the Department of Justice. I can't imagine what Kamala Harris would do if she was in. Well, you put stupid and mix it with no morals. Yep. I mean that that's a, that's a dangerous combination. Yeah, she of course, seems real no dangerous to me. No morals and smarts, pretty pretty damn dangerous too. It is, yeah, definitely. So, presidential libraries have have issued a joint statement 
about the the threat to American democracy, which those two words don't go together. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting because at first I saw uh, so the statements co-signed by libraries for past presidents, which is Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George and Barbara Bush, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, and a few other uh, historical presidents before them. But I just thought it was funny. They came out at this point in time and said they're warning about a threat to democracy. I mean, I, I don't associate, and look, I'm not a George W. Bush fan. I'm actually not a fan of any of these ex-presidents, but uh, yeah, I thought this was kind of odd. And it's the first time a joint statement's ever been uh, issued by them on American democracy. And basically what they're saying is others out in the world are seeing our house in disarray at the moment, and we need to get our house back together so we look like the leading superpower that we've been for all these years. First of all, how in the hell does a person working at the Herbert Hoover uh, uh, Library and Museum know about exactly how Herbert Hoover, Hoover would, would view this? <laughs> exactly. I, Often re- uh, referred to as the worst president in the 20th century. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a list of them here. I mean, Jimmy Carter. Uh, I mean, George W. Bush. I, I know there's a lot of people that like George W. Bush, but he started this. Uh, look, I know we were attacked on 9/11, but right after that, he got us into a war that just got over, right, and killed thousands and thousands of people. So, I mean, I'm not a George He also Bush made the fan. Department of Education giant with no, yep. no Child Left Behind. Yeah, No Child Left Behind was a and, terrible thing for education. Liberal ideas always sound good. Does, does that sound good, No Child oh, Left Behind? 100%. I mean, that's, that, sounds, that sounds great. Of course, we're not going to leave a kid. That, that's just wrong. I'm not going to leave a kid behind. Yep. But no, what he did is he created this giant bureaucracy where schools are now money-making facilities. Mm-hmm. Truancy has nothing to do with educating young people. It has everything to do with those dollars. Oh, 100%. It's about dollars and getting paid. <laughs> yeah, you, they get paid for having cheeks and seats. When we had that snow a few years ago and people got stuck on the road and school buses were stuck on the road, you know why they didn't close schools that morning? <laughs> they wanted they wanted another good day in. That's why they tried to hold them till noon, and that's when all hell broke loose. Yep. They no, they are no longer educational facilities. They are strictly, and this that's this is K all the way up through graduate school. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care if you're go, going for a, uh, an advanced degree, advanced PhD, or something else. That school does not care about educating you. They care about making money. Yeah, no, I think I think this. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, individual I'm teachers. I'm not talking about teachers. Yeah, no, I no. I'm talking about institutionally. Go, look, I live with one. I've got to keep her happy. I don't know. Yeah, I know. My, you you, no, you would like to sleep in your own bed? Totally, no, you're right. I mean, individual teachers are totally <laughs> different. Most individual teachers. I mean, so there are some bad teachers out there that don't care about the children. Most do, but the institution of public education is just not good. It's the institution that needs to be uh, well, looked at. When you become superintendent, they they take you into a room and they rip your soul out. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can do that job. The only way that you could you could stand up in front in front of voters as a school board member and say yes, we need an East Blast. What? Why? why? Well, inflation. The Splast is based on a percentage. Mm-hmm. So when inflation goes up, doesn't your cut go up too? Damn, that's all I care about is getting more and more money from us. But anyway. It is. It never stops. I mean, the money coming in never stops. It's, uh, 
And then on the teacher on the on the teacher's end, they're like, "We don't have money for pencils and, and crayons." Yep. Like, how how the hell do you collect that much from from the citizens of the county, state, and country, and then go, "We can't feed the kids." No, we we always seem to get off on education. But you're right. I, I mean, every individual teacher that I know before they start school in the fall has fundraising type Facebook post, or they're looking they're looking for money from the community to help them just buy pencils and paper and supplies for kids that don't have it or to help decorate their room. And I'm but they've thinking, got money to give every kid an iPad. Yes, you got yeah. So they're giving every single kid an iPad, but then the, the teachers are a lot of them are under, I mean, I think starting off teachers in a lot of, uh, a lot of systems are only 35 ish thousand dollars. So they are having to come out of pocket to buy a lot of their supplies, but then they've got 25 kids in a room that have a thousand dollar computer in front of them. So yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense. A lot of things don't make sense. Much like the mayor of New York says immigration is going to destroy his sanctuary city. Yeah. Did I you want- sanctuary in there? Yeah, did you watch this uh, speech he gave to that? He was bizarre. Giving, yeah, he was getting it to the so to phrase this. New York, uh, I guess, like county commissioners down here, but they're city council in New York, and there's a ton of members. So they're all sitting in this kind of crescent moon shape. He's standing in front of yeah, them, giving think this the, speech. They think the uh, uh, the Jedi Council. Yeah, so he's like giving a speech in front of. Yeah, that's a great way to put. It. He's giving a speech in front of Jedi Council. And he said, never, it's like, quote, never in my life have I had a problem that I not see, that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this, Mayor Adams said, and this was last Wednesday night. He said, this issue will destroy New York City. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it you last year. Ba- yeah, go ahead. You see the banner behind him? No, I didn't see the banner. I missed that. It's, it has uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. It has his picture in the middle of it. <laughs> Like you arrogant bastard. Yeah, very arrogant. But, you know, basically last year they had 15,000 immigrants. Now they're up about 110,000. I guess what's happening here is the immigrants are being shipped in from border states. So nobody cared when the border states were being overwhelmed and they had to supply all the resources and funding and logistics and housing for everybody crossing the border. But now that they're being shipped to northern states, then now we've got Mayor Adams going crazy about it and said, you know, this has got to stop. And it's just gotten so bad that New York's basically going to uh, be impacted and the city's going to go away, the city we know today. Well, when you talk about the size of New York, that the economic driver that New York is, and you compare it to in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Arizona. Beautiful country out there. I mean, it, it's... You, in one day, you can go from needing needing uh, a a parka on, on top of <laughs> right. on top of a mountain down to dying of thirst. Yes, it's uh, a very diverse state, beautiful like country. That. But yeah. Phoenix is not the economic driver that, that that New York City is. Then to say that that Phoenix should be paying for for all this because they're they're on the border, but but not New York City after after standing up and saying we welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what he said, right? We welcome everybody until everybody starts coming. And now they don't welcome everybody anymore. And it's not just the Mayor Adams. You see a lot more Democrat leaders now in these these states and these local cities that are getting all the immigrants shipped in. They're all starting to complain. And then the Democrats are starting to complain, saying, you know, we got all these people coming into our cities and counties and we can't, you know, the services that we expect are getting cut because of all these other people. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that is that is. If if you and I said it, it would be it would be racist. Uh, them, they. I heard a lot of them, they. Yep, I did too. They are taking up our, our resources. They weren't born here. We need to look it up after us first. And I'm like, good God. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I, mean, I think a lot of this was a big show, I think, on the mayor's part because he sort of ended his speech calling for more federal funding. So at the end of the day, what he's doing is he's showboating in front of the city council. And he knows Biden's watching this. He knows people in Washington, D.C. are watching this. He's doing this so D.C. pumps more taxpayer dollars into New York and helps with this problem that he's got. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what that's what is going to happen here. And look, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden stroked him a check. Uh, they they want more money. They have a twelve billion dollar deficit. Uh, and to put that in perspective, that's New York City. Our state government's budget is around thirty two billion. So. They had a $12 That's billion. That's our budget, dollar. not our deficit. Yes, that's not our budget. We don't have a deficit, but they had a $12 billion deficit. So, uh, yeah, huge. Yeah, that, uh, our Constitution won't let us run a, won't let us run a deficit. It, so will let us, it will let us borrow money, but it won't let us run a deficit. I, I get you. Those, kind of, those two things are sort of at odds with each other. but Sort of. You can issue, you can issue bonds. Yep. Yeah, but New York's budget is 107 billion. So New York's budget's just the city's budget is four times what Georgia's annual budget is. That's how big it is. And and, and the only difference I would say between debt and a deficit, if you buy a million dollar house, but uh, but your your payments are only three thousand dollars a month, and you make ten thousand dollars a month, you're not running a deficit every month. Right. Right. Versus just taking on debt and just you know. Essentially, that entire million dollars is due right now, and, and, and every month I don't pay it is a penalty. <laughs> yeah, it's a penalty. Yeah, you got interest, which is a lot, which is a lot larger now. So we got Rico going for everyone. <laughs> Everybody gets Rico in Georgia. Yeah, so this was an interesting story this week. Attorney General Chris Carr came out and charged sixty-one people, or he indicted sixty-one people in Georgia on racketeering charges, and uh, this is all around. Cop City, which is the new Cop City that uh, the Atlanta uh, government's trying to build. It's like a training facility up in Atlanta. It's been a lot of protesters, and Chris Carr came out and charged them with RICO this week. In the abstract, in the abstract, I I can see it. The way the the RICO law is written in Georgia is so loose. That if four friends are riding in a car and see four other people and say, hey, screw those guys. Let's go beat their asses. They can catch a RICO charge. Yeah, uh, look, uh, Trump and the, you know, the band that uh, band of people that the uh, that the DA in Fulton County, Fonnie Willis, charged with RICO had a lot less in common to me from a RICO perspective than these 61. I mean, these 61 people actually work together as violent protesters, right? I mean, these people were, like you said, they were shooting fireworks. They, a police officer was killed. They, sh- they showed up in uniform. <clears throat> yeah, now, this right. is not. I'm not talking about for everybody down there, but some people just were, were actually going to protest. And these are the same people that, that said cops need more training. They said, okay, we'll build a training facility. They said, hell no. Yep. Um, so, but the people that showed up in, with <clears throat> gas masks 
and already had uh, fireworks in their pockets and, and they were ready to rock and roll. That was a coordinated effort. Yeah, it was a coordinated effort together. So Democrats, I, I kept following this story this week. Democrats absolutely lost their mind in Georgia. I saw most uh, state Senate Democrats, state House members completely losing their mind that Chris Carr would do this and charge these uh, defendants with the, up under this RICO statute in Georgia. Uh, you know, all these defendants are most of them were already facing charges of domestic terrorism in connection with the protests last year. Uh, they were already charged with a lot of crimes, and he just pulled them all together and tacked on this RICO charge on top of it. I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't have much of a problem with this. If if uh, I hate to say, I hate to get into this. If the Democrats do it, then then we're going to do it as Republicans. But good grief. I mean, charging is, you know, state Senator Sean still up there with Rico when he was in North Atlanta and they throw in the, the election board members down in South Georgia. What did they do to coordinate with each other? Like the state senator in Georgia just showed up down at the Capitol for the Lindsay. I think Lindsey Graham was on the list that they tried to indict. Yes. And there was a pastor from Michigan or something that got indicted. So how did those people work together to to be charged with RICO? These people in Atlanta work together a lot more. Uh, Well, a lot of them were were not Georgia Georgia residents. Oh, yeah. Most of these were out of state. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The the Antifa would would get people together. And then they would, would, yeah, move from place to place to place. Where's the next riot? Essentially, just follow Ben Crump. Yep. Wherever Ben Crump's talking... We'll show up there and start burning things. Yep. So I don't know. Because, I, don't, I don't have a problem with this. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's it's first time we've said Chris Carr's doing anything. I <laughs> know. Yeah, good for Look, this is, and you can't really tell me this is not political. This is politically motivated, and I hate stuff like that. But Chris Carr is also running for governor in 2026. So we all know that Chris Carr is trying to get his name out there, tough on crime. And this is his way to say, I'm tough on crime in Georgia by locking these uh, Antifa people up. Look, this will be on a campaign mailer or be on ads two years from now when he's running in the Republican primary. You can oh, yeah. bet your last and, dollar on that. And I already know which, which Antifa members they're going to use in the pictures. It's <laughs> going to be skinny white kids with purple hair. Oh, no doubt. It's Imaging is very, very important. Oh, 100%. With, with that kind of stuff. And they, it won't be a picture of, of, of three cops dragging a black guy off that that, that uh, may, may have assaulted somebody. It'll be, it'll be you know, taking a purple-haired kid off, off the street or something like that because that's the, that's the image that, 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 that we like. We, what we don't want is, is, have, is start invoking Selma. Right. As, as bad as that sounds, that, that's just the truth when you, no, when you start doing political truth. imaging. Yeah. Right. So, Maryland police officer. So he's got a he's got a girlfriend, and a wife. He does. He's got one. He's got one of both. <laughs> At least one girlfriend that we know about. Yeah, this was filmed so, last week. This was. I, I mean, I was I was kind of shocked that this was filmed. So this uh, the so so. The, so this guy, he's a big dude too. Not not like fat big. He's he, just from the film. He he's, he looks to be six three six four. Yeah, he's six three six four, two eighty probably two seventy five. He's a big guy. And she's half that. 
Yeah, she's a small uh, black female, right? Yeah. Uh, and he, so, his name was Francesco Marlett, so I, I don't know what his uh, nationality is, but they're standing outside of his police car making out, and this is up in Prince George County, up in Maryland. <clears throat> so they are standing outside his police car. They're making out. They're kissing. He's putting his arms around her, around her waist. And then all of a sudden, he opens a back door in the police car for her. She hops in, and he hops in with her into a marked police vehicle. So this is not... Like him in uniform hopping into an off-duty car. This is, hey, he pulls over, he meets her, they make out, and they get in the back of the car and keep going. <laughs> First of all, back of a police car is not comfortable. Oh, I can't imagine it's comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, the back seat has been taken out on most of these models and a plastic seat has been put in. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't hide anything. Yep. It's also not the most sanitary place. Now, I don't know what this guy's position is, if he's school resource officer, whatever, where he's not he's not taking drug addicts and, and drunks in the back of the back of his car that are puking everywhere. But it's not the most sanitary place in the entire world for, for a tryst. Uh, I mean I get he's got a wife and kids at home. She's got kids at home. Yep. She was an army she gotta, vet. So she was an army veteran. So her name was she Vir- said. Virginia Pinto. She said, that, look, he's a police officer. It looks bad, but I just want people to understand that this was not a one-night stand. That she does not help two, you. <laughs> she said the two have been dating for about the last two years. That does not help you. Oh, the, the wife had a, had a bunch of lovely things to say about her. So does this police officer, is there any kind of punishment for him? Does he get suspended? I, I can't he is, imagine. He is suspended okay. with pay right now. Okay. Last, so, last I read. Suspended with pay. He's got, there's, a, there's an internal affairs. Uh, and she just can't, the, the girlfriend can't shut up. See, like, this will, this, this will blow over and this kind of stuff. I'm like, and then the, and then the wife is like, you know, we hit a rough patch and we're, we're going to work through it. I'm like, how the hell do you hook this up? <laughs> what you think he just went home that night and all of a sudden this video surfaces and it's like, Oh crap. Wife, I need to talk to you about something. I mean, that has got to be a terrible... I, I don't know what feeling. kind of damage control he tried to do. Uh, I don't know if he tried the I, 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 I. She was a confidential in, uh, informant. <laughs> confidential informant, right. You had to get really close to get the information. Yeah, you had to get the wire on her. <laughs> I, I, honestly, with, with being as big as he is, uh, I'm, I'm kind of kind of impressed with his flexibility if he was able to make that work. I am too, because that, that backseat of the car, I've, I've seen people getting in before and it's really small and uncomfortable looking. Because if you put a guy in the backseat of a police car and he's 6'3", 6'4", they are all crumbled up in the back of the car. I mean, they've got legs and their, you know, their knees are in their shoulder and their chest. Well, and, it's just, and I don't know if we mentioned this was big. a public park. <laughs> yes, right. This wasn't, a, this wasn't a deserted road or something like that. Not, not that it makes it any better, but this was at a public park where kids play. Yeah, during the daytime. I think it was. I think it was later afternoon, but it was light out. I hope he had some tent on the windows. Uh, I think he did from the video that I saw. Whew. But even even with tent, I mean, if, the, if this car's a rocking, don't come knocking. I mean, <laughs> I I just I, I I one I don't know how you throw everything away like that. I don't either. And, and two is at some point why don't you just, why don't you arrange to have a stabbing cabin where you meet her? Good lord. Yeah. I know, I'm sure he could have found somewhere around town to, it was out of the he, public eye. 
He's, he's, he's in the back of a back of an SUV getting rug burns on his knees like he's a 16-year-old behind school after prom. <laughs> I mean, at, at, at a certain age, you, you, take, a, you take a little responsibility for, for, for which, I mean, I... Yeah, you would think at a certain age you you, uh, you do take some responsibility, but there are certain people that don't. I know. What do you do for the rest of the day? Was he off work? I mean... You can, I mean, just I mean, there's certain realities to, to 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 things in life. I don't know. We've got to follow this story and see what happens with this guy. Did <laughs> did every minute by minute update? Yes, we still do. married. Still married. If he's married, I got I got to meet this guy. If he stays married after she, uh, his wife says he's been cheating on her the entire time, and she stays with him, I got I got to talk to. This. I got to see what kind of mojo this dude's got. Yeah, he's got the mojo. <laughs> So we have a Cat 5 in the Atlantic. Cat 4, Cat 5, Cat 4, Cat 5. Yeah, I know. We've got a couple. So we've got a Cat 5. Yeah, I think it just switched back to Cat 4. Uh, over the week, you know, this will be released on Monday, so over the weekend. This is moving really slowly, but sort of going up the East Coast. They don't think this is going to, it's Hurricane Lee. They don't think it's going to affect the U.S. coast, but it could in the New York, Canada, you know, Canada area. But by the time it gets there, it'll be a lot less powerful. But this was just a huge hurricane that's sitting out in the Atlantic. And then there's another hurricane called Hurricane Jova is a Cat 5, also out in the Pacific. Again, it's not going to affect anything, but the uh, hurricane season is active at the moment. Hopefully all these hurricanes stay away from us down here in the southeast. In, in another couple of months, that, that hurricane uh, uh, heading up the, uh, the eastern seaboard could, have been, could be real trouble. Yep. Is it just a little um, early for that at this point, or is that you turn into a nor'easter? I think so. Okay, so everything's keeping it off the coast at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's all the all that can change because of the way the gears work. Uh, hurricanes sort of like sitting in, sitting in a bathtub and taking your hand and and swooshing it. Yep. And then watching where the squirrel the swir- swirls go. Man, I can't talk today. And and then probably trying to predict based based on water condition where that swirl is going to go. Yep. So hopefully this one stays off coast. It's just uh, it's amazing that we've got two of those out there. And again, this is this is fodder for the uh, climate activist of saying, "Oh my God, we've got two Category Fives, you know, out in the Pacific and Atlantic at the moment. So we've got to spend more more uh, spend more taxpayer money on preventing hurricanes from popping up in the in the Atlantic." Yeah, let's take, just 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 build a big wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, build the wall. That would fix it. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions, not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. Can you get the mule? Yeah, I've got the mule, but I don't know how to pronounce this lady's name. So this is a Minnesota Democrat Labor Party official up in Minnesota, which Minneapolis is a turning into a dump up there if you've been up to Minneapolis lately. Her name is Shavanthi Satha, Sathanandan, I think is how you would say that. So a couple of years ago, she was one of the most vocal proponents up in Minneapolis for defunding the police. I don't know if you remember or anybody remembers her, but she said, you know, we got to get rid of the police. We've got to defund them. We don't need this anymore. Well, guess what happened this week? She was beaten and bloodied, which is always bad when somebody gets... Uh, is you know has a crime committed against them 
but she was beaten and blooded in a carjacking outside her home this week. And guess what she does? She wants these criminals that did this prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. She's calling for tougher crime laws. So here we go with this lady two years ago saying defund the police. Something bad happens to her, and all of a sudden now she's calling for more <clears throat> tougher crime laws and, 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 and her throw these people into the, jail. And the Minnesota Democratic Farmer Labor Party are not going to hold her accountable for it. Oh, not at all. No, not at all. It's not that they're going to be like, you don't, you don't <clears> follow <throat> our values anymore. Get out. No. <laughs> no, because they have, they have no values. They, they just, whatever. No, there's, no, there's absolutely no values. You can't call for defunding, defunding the police. And then two years later, when you get beat up and mugged, call for stricter punishment for you know the thugs that did this. I mean, I guess you can. If you're a Democrat, you can. You can do whatever, whatever you want when you're a Democrat. Very true. So our U.S. federal budget is an all-time high. Color me shocked. I know, and I thought Biden keeps talking about how the budget's at an all-time low. I, I swear I saw him tweet about that other day but we're about to have the largest uh deficit uh outside of a recession or a national emergency ever this year uh so really the the deficit again is the gap between what the government spends and what it collects and what's expected to grow from about one trillion last year to two trillion for the 2023 fiscal year that ends september 30th so we are blowing it out at a federal level. And getting what? Yeah, I know it just keeps, uh, the deficit keeps growing, the national uh, deficit keeps growing. It's up over $30 trillion now. The interest rate's rising. So the payments on that that debt that we've got continues to balloon. What is it now? Is the, is the debt payments up to about 95% of GDP at this point? I mean, it's a huge number. And no, no bank would ever make you a loan if your debt to income was, was it 95%? No, they, they never would. Uh, it's just, and look, and it's not going down. I mean, but so what Biden did, he always talks about how he reduced the deficit. What happened is it was about $3 trillion when we came out of the COVID pandemic in 2020 and 2021, which we all knew Republicans and Democrats just totally blew it out and blew out spending during during COVID-19 and gave everybody, what, $600 checks. Uh, so, so the government blew it out. It was $3 trillion when Trump left office. Biden got it down to about $1 trillion his first year in office. So he went out bragging about, I reduced the deficit by $2 trillion dollars my first year in office well all he did is go from three trillion to one trillion well it's not just that you can't compare the light switch no you can't you know in in 2020 there was a light switch hit bam yep shut it down Mm -hmm. airlines the the airlines that still had planes in the air were flying empty yes i remember Uh, that the uh, you you could go anywhere any time of day with no traffic yep which i kind of liked Keep them locked down. I can I can move around. So money just the and money was being cut freely from 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 the Fed. Yep. And I know people. Most voters aren't going to sit down. They'll they'll hear that talking point. And go. Hey, who says Democrats don't reduce deficit? No, that's not what happened. Uh, the, the 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 spigot got turned back on when everybody went when people went back to work and income start income taxes start rolling in again. Yep. 
And, you know, something's coming out of this is, and you'll start seeing a lot more talk of this is they've got to pass another continuing resolution coming up in the fall. So Congress just went back to work last week out of the August. Uh, Congress takes off of August every year. That must be nice to get a month vacation. But they took off. They're back in September. And now what you see is they've got to fund the government again. And we're going or it feels like we have this shutdown talk, you know, every what is this? Almost like every six to nine months now. So the Republicans in Congress now are saying we've got to cut back. We can't continue this path. Uh, Democrats, again, are saying we got to fund the government. You can't shut down the government. So we're about to be in this whole talk towards the October time frame of what do we do again? And Republicans are trying to get, uh, you know, some concessions out of the budget and cut certain programs. But look, this is like putting a Band-Aid on a tiny little cut, right, when you got a, a big, a huge gash. Uh, they're all working together up there at the end of the day. They're not going to do anything that really makes a difference. But we're, we're about to continue to hear talks of another government shutdown here in October. Conveniently t- timed going into an election cycle. And I said that <laughs> with the last uh, uh, continuing resolution is it'll be it'll be almost 12 months to the day if when the government actually runs out of money to the to the next presidential election. Yes. And, you know, Biden wants this. Biden wants them to pass continuing resolution until after the election of 2024. Well, Hell, that's convenient. I mean, I'd want them to also, so you didn't have to get into a budget fight again and actually have to discuss how much money is being spent. But, you know, the story we talked about earlier, 51% of the public thinks we government needs to do more for people. So do people really care at this point what our national debt is or what the deficit is as long as they're getting their checks in the mail? They, well, they don't. And the number of trillion is so big that it's – People can't can't conceive what a trillion dollars is. No, they can't. You know, uh, you think becoming a billionaire is 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 it? You know, you've you've achieved whatever you want in your life. You, if you're a billionaire, you can you can have your own spaceship. <laughs> and this is a thousand times that. Oh yeah, it's huge. It's just absolutely people, amazing. People have, people have no have no frame of reference for how much a trillion dollars is. Yep. You know, the six o'clock news, they used to they used to put a debt clock up mm-hmm. and it was showing per US taxpayer, per per US resident how much each person owed. I forget what it is now. Do you have any clue what what is thirty two no trillion divided by what do we have, three hundred million people in the US? I'm not even sure my calculator will do in the trillions. Uh, you know, and then part of this government spending, uh, Biden is asking for another twenty five billion dollars to go to Ukraine. Uh, so we're about to pump another $25 billion, uh, over into Zelensky's hands. It's just the government is so far out of control well, it, at this point. And, you know, they're using that <clears throat> as a as leverage with with uh, Lindsey Graham Amnesty. Yes, they are. Is is he he's a he, he's a hawk. Yep. Uh, and you and you've got the you've got these these folks from the Republican Party who are absolute hawks. And you have Democrats who are absolute hawks, and they will get together. To spend our money and kill our children. Yep, and I, you know we talked about it last week. Ukraine wants to have potentially have elections next year, and they said we would have to pay for the election. But we're about to send twenty five billion dollars more over over to you. Feels like you could take a little bit out of there and have an election, or don't, or don't. If 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 the if 
the uh, uh, parliament keeps authorizing uh, uh, martial law, that's that's why you have martial laws is when you're you have you're facing open uh, insurrection or an invasion. That's why martial law exists. It's you know nobody wants to live under it, but no one wants to wants to be getting shelled by the Russians either. No. So I, I we talked. I think we talked last week. We talked about the, about the elections the, last week or week week before. But trying trying to trying to run a a what we would consider a modern election in a war zone would be incredibly difficult. Yep. So are the Democrats going to take the sixth? I think they are. Uh, if if people don't know, there's a federal trial that started last week, which expected to last for two weeks. So as this episode drops, one week of the federal trial will be over. We've talked about this a little bit before, but in Alabama last year, a federal judge said they had to redraw their lines uh, that were that came out of 2020. So now there's been a lawsuit in Georgia. Again, Georgia's about a 52, 48 state, probably we're real purple. We've got, what is it, day 15 congressional members, 14 or 15 congressional members, nine Republicans, five Democrats. Last year when we drew the lines, we made the six uh, solid Republican and just gave the seventh away. So they made the seventh district in Georgia more Democrat and made the sixth district Republican by going up into some northern parts of Cobb County to, to get some votes. I think people think this federal trial is going to favor the Democrats. And if it does, Governor Kemp's going to have to call a special session. Representatives are going to have to come back in and redraw the lines of the six. And if that happens, it looks like it'll be drawn Democrat at that point. Uh, so our congressional delegation is a little bit closer representative of Georgia. So that's going to affect yeah. U.S. Representative Rich McCormick, who is the current uh, representative in the 6th District. Well, unless they try to cover him. I mean, I'm, I'm sure right now there are there are policy people up there with, with a pencil. Yeah, they've already got him drawn again. I'm, I'm certain that this would be... I, I think everybody knows what's going to happen here, so I'm... Pretty certain the uh, the chairman of the uh, repre- or portion of it is going to uh, this already busy at work, but uh, you know Richard Cormick's only been in two years. This will probably be his last time. And the Democrats, I, I also put the story in because there's already been a Cobb County Commissioner, Jerrica Richardson, that's uh, announced her campaign. It looks like one of your favorite state senators, uh, Josh McClarn, is going to jump in and run for that seat. So there's going to be a slew of Democrats trying to run for the sixth district congressional seat. I'm sure they will. <laughs> fun, fun. I'm sure they will. Look, when you when you say Georgia's purple, no Republicans have been running bad candidates. Kemp slaughtered Abrams. Yeah, that was a good Republican candidate and a really bad Democrat candidate. In a, in a statewide race where a Trump-backed Republican lost in the same statewide race. So you had Walker, who got to carry his ass back home to Texas. And and now we're stuck with, with Warnock. Uh, uh, and, and I hear pundits say, they voted for, for divided government. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. People, they just people voted against went and terrible voted for candidates. Kemp. Yep. And either skipped the the Warnock Walker race or didn't show up for the runoff. Yep. 
either way, the, the effect is the same. So another six years of, uh, of Raphael Warnock. Mm-hmm. And we see this over and over again. People keep saying, George is turning purple. No, no. Run some decent candidates. But in relation to this trial, I mean, I think what the judge is going to say is Georgia, even if they're 55, 45, uh, which is a, which is a 10 point, which is a huge, you know, even for a 55, 45, nine, five congressional doesn't equate to 55, 45. So I think the judge is going to say it needs to be more eight, six in Georgia versus nine, five. Now, I don't like that logic and train of thought, but I just think the, the court is going to look at it and say, you've got a way too big. Or, you know, your Republican representatives have a, a lar- lot larger representation in Washington than what the state looks like. Well, you know, the, the problem I have with that is that's the court deciding outcomes. Is we're going to draw this in such a way. Of course, I know it's the state legislature with gerrymandering trying to figure stuff out. But the uh, we don't have we don't have gerrymandering going on every, every year. It happens every decade. Yep. And I can tell you that where I live has changed a lot in a decade. It also depends on people like me filling in their 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 survey and their census and being truthful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm me. truthful. I, I say two, stick it back in the mail, and that's it. Yep. The rest of the stuff is not constitutionally required. <laughs> no, that's all I did, I'll say. All right, Kenny, you got some closing thoughts? Well... This weather is perfect. Now we're going to September. It's cooling off a little bit. So looking forward to fall time in Georgia. Hopefully we get some nice weather coming up. But yeah, that's about it for me. Nothing like 85 degrees and pumpkin spice. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, If anybody likes what they heard, please like and share us on the social medias. If uh, anybody is uh, following Jessica, shoot her congratulations. I mean, and take a look at those pictures. Absolutely gorgeous, baby. Yep. Gorgeous. So for Eric Cumbie, our editor, for Ken Pullen, my partner's endeavor, I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon